Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay and Aaron, and we are here to give you our review of Smack Dilly Down. How are we getting on, chaps? It's Saturday night, I'm feeling disrespectful. <laughs> oh God, Has, have you bought a bottle of body? Is it going to get out of no, no. the game later? I've got, I've got a whole keg of fucking top rope ruined WrestleMania. So that'll be getting drunk before I even start. Mate, you're not going to last until Revolution, are you? <laughs> I, I'm not able to watch Revolution this week. Ah, booing, I mate. I know, I know. Booing. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about Revolution. We're here to talk about Smack Diddly Down. Um, but before we do that, Aaron, what have you got for us on the tidbits from? First, twice... Three times a tidbit. <laughs> I thought you'd broken then. You <laughs> really hesitant. I was like, oh, okay. He's building up to a crescendo. <laughs> um, right, we're doing the 5th and 6th of March. Uh, on the 5th in 1985, Marty the Moth Martinez is born. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, yes, I had some news on him. I forgot from the news podcast. Never mind. I'll say it here. He might be signing with AEW. Oh, there you go. Uh, in nineteen ninety, Jordan Grace is born. Happy birthday! That'll do. Oh, okay. Uh, all the way to two thousand and one. Now, a week after Jerry Lawler left the WWF, Paul Heyman made his debut as Raw commentator after jumping ship from ECW, who were heading for bankruptcy. You say jumping ship. Hadn't WWE bought them out at this point anyway? No. Had they not? Oh, this is... No, Paul, no. Paul, Paul Heyman was still... Uh, it was like a couple of weeks before ECW legit like shut down. Oh, um, yeah. Paul Heyman didn't tell any ECW talent at all. He just showed up. Wow. So, uh, as you can imagine, when they all came to the WWE, like a couple of months later, they weren't very happy with Paul. Fucking hell. What a gobshite. <laughs> Mate, that's what he does. What Fucking hell, Heyman. I, I liked you. Paul what? Heyman, known blurt. What a gobshite. <laughs> what, what a fud. Uh, straight to 2013. See, we're jumping fairly fast here. We are. Uh, William Moody, a.k.a. Paul Bearer, sadly passes away due to a heart attack at the age of 58 in his hometown of Mobile, Alabama. Shit, man. Rest of the year, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, on a more depressing note, in 2017, WWE presents Fastly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say TNA. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boys. This, this is why Fastly is pitch. Right? <laughs> so, Samoa Joe beat Sami Zayn by technical submission. What's a technical submission? Fucking kid. You either fucking submit someone or you don't. What do you mean technical? <laughs> Did he tap or nay? Is he, isn't a technical submission when you choke them out? 
Maybe actually. That sounds like yeah. Oh, fucking submissions a submission. I I'd go with that. Um, the club <laughs> the club that's Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows beat Enzo and Cass to retain the Raw Tag titles. Nice. Is this card making you fucking? Matt, I'm going back to watch this. I'm watching this instead of Revolution, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Banks beat Nia Jax. For what was there a title involved? Or was no, it just a no, match? Oh. Just a match. Oh. Um, Cesaro beat Jinder Mahal. Of course he did. <laughs> Big Show <laughs> beat Rusev. Oh Christ! <laughs> that was when Big Show like squashed him, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> he just come out and like death him. <laughs> Nonsense. Just punched him in the corner. He, he dropped down, then he punched him again, and then pinned him. <laughs> Oh, Christ, yeah. This sounds shit. Uh, Neville retained the Cruiserweight title versus Jack Gallagher. Uh, there's going to be more blurry talk, people. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns beat Braun Strowman. This is crap, isn't it? <laughs> and then you're... No, sorry, there's one more match. Uh, Bailey beat Charlotte to retain the Raw Women's title. That probably wasn't terrible. And in the main event, Goldberg beat Kevin Owens for the Universal title. Oh, my in fucking 22 rod. seconds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a card. What the fuck was that? Who wrote... Oh, move on. Thanks a lot, son's crying. That's infuriatingly bad. I forgot that that was what topped it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, we'll go to the sixth now to try and cheer everyone up, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 1971, Val Venus is born. Happy birthday to you. Hell yeah, more blurt talk. Uh, what's, what's hilarious is that Val Venus and RVD have essentially switched gimmicks. So RVD is <laughs> like a porn star. <laughs> Val Venus is a big marijuana advocate. <laughs> He's also, also a blurt. Yeah. Who also is not chill in the slightest. <laughs> not chill. No chill, Val. In uh, 1976, Mr. Kennedy is born. Mr. Kennedy! I didn't know if you were going to do his aggressive one or his calm one there. You went in a bit in between. A bit of both, mate. A bit of both. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Um, in 1979, David Flair is born. Happy birthday, David Flair. Uh, in Mr. Kennedy, that's, going, just to say, what? Mr. Kennedy, that's a missed opportunity. We were talking about yeah. missed opportunities the other week, weren't we, with the, the Dammit Vince guys and Phil. Yeah. Mr. Kennedy, massive missed opportunity. I thought he was Mr. Money. Kennedy, victim of uh, backstage politics. Yeah, yeah it was was not with Orton. Yeah, he, wasn't he, it? Orton. he was Orton on a on a back suplex, and Orton was like, "Fire him now!" And Orton was WWE champion at the time, so he had a bit Fuck of a hell. little bit more stroke. That's yeah. a shame, man. He uh, was awesome. He's still in there. Back in time, in yeah. back in time in nineteen seventy two, boys. New Japan Pro Wrestling hold their first ever show in which they called Opening Series. In the main event, Carl Gotch beat Antonio Inoki. Fucking hell. Antonio Inoki did the J-O-B. On the very first show. On the show. very first show. Jesus. Well, 
it's like a fucking picture that that's not going to happen much um, anymore over the fucking fifty year history. In two thousand and four, Ray Fernandez, that's Hercules, if you didn't know, oh, dies yeah. due to heart failure, age forty six. Fucking hell, really? Wow. I remember Hercules. Solid. If he was remember... forty six in two thousand and four, he must have been pretty young in WWE. I remember him yeah, in WWF, like, like, like the early nineties. I remember I think he was in the the, the ninety two Rumble, which is like the first one I watched. When they in the powers of pain. Yeah. Who's that with he... Warlord? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that was Warlord and the Barbarian. I think someone else. He was in yeah. um he was in a uh, what's his name? The Heenan family though. Oh okay. Ah, poor chap. Fucking hell. 46 is no age, is it? <laughs> no, he's madness. Um, in the exact same day, and the main event is CZW Overdrive, the Messiah, yes, the one that got his thumb cut off by his boss, but we don't actually know that. <laughs> John Zandig in a tapey bedded nails death match to become new CZW champion. A what? A what match? <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! If you got Zandig there, you want to do the Jesus? <laughs> that sounds dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. In, in 2007, Bad News Brown, or Alan, whichever one you fondly remember most, uh, dies of heart failure age 63. Shit, man. You got any uplifting ones, Aaron? Please. <laughs> Seriously, um, mate. <laughs> yeah. What, in 20, fast lane? In 20, <laughs> in 20, <laughs> Won't want to cheer you up, okay? In 2015, after allegations of bullying, Bill Demott resigns as head trainer of the WWE Performance. Ah, oh, good prick, known blurt, <laughs> known prick, known um, fud. <laughs> I, I, w- I would say that we'll go on, we'll finish on a cheerier note. But when I was writing the names down of this card, it got a bit. <laughs> um, in 2017, WCPW presents Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds, right, Exit okay. Exit Wounds, right. right. Go on, who's on this? Right, Viper beat Little Miss Roxy. Right. Viper being Piper Niven? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Cody Rhodes beat Liam Slater to retain the internet title. Okay. Right. Silas Young beat Delirious, so I assume that was a Ring of Honor, like, Special First promotion special thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, B Priestley beat Kaylee Ray to retain the women's title. Nice. Rampage Brown beat Primate in the sixth match in their best of seven series. The final score was 4 2, so that oh. was the last match. I bet that was stiff. Their six matches, they were all like different stipulations as well. Yeah, oh, cool. Like there was a, a Parking lot brawl, a boiler room match, a steel chain match. Uh, like, they were ridiculous. None of them awesome. were just normal matches. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, now, now, blurty talk time. Joe oh, Coffey Christ. and Travis Banks beat El Ligero and Gabriel Kidd. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> why did you, why'd you hey, have to send it down, El? <laughs> hey, this is just the match order, right? 
Um, <laughs> and in a special, Blurt versus Blurt, Marty's girl beat David Starr. <laughs> <laughs> Blurt versus Blurt. Fuck <laughs> David Starr. Burn Get in, in the line. And in the main event... Scale, fuck David Starr. <laughs> <laughs> and in the main event... Spoilers, we are planning on doing like a special of like indie shows to watch. Drew Galloway retained the WCPW title versus Will Ospreay. One of Ooh. the best matches you will ever see on an indie show. That sounds so like good. Ospreay. Yeah, that sounds decent. So good. Literally, literally, Ospreay clears like the first two rows of the crowd from the turnbuckle and crosses Drew in the crowd. You've got Drew where he does the fucking... Future shot, but he spins Osprey around like a ragdoll first. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, yeah, we'll stick that on uh, the uh, the retro indie watch along. Yeah, right. good shit. Definitely. Is that your lot? That's my lot. See, we finished on a high note. Sort I've of. got, I've got a high <laughs> note. I've got an actual high note to finish on. Uh, also, on this day in 2017, Rick Rude was announced to be in, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Ah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well overdue. Well overdue, yeah. Awesome. Cheers, Aaron. Shall we talk some smack diddly down? Uh, maybe. If you're maybe. Nice, well, that's what we're here for, so we're going to do it. <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Before we do that, if you want to let us know uh, what you thought of this week's Smackdown, um, or just generally what you think about anything, preferably wrestling, but... We're all ears. We're open to anything. Uh, give us a shout on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod or drop us a follow on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. So, SmackDown. Uh, we open with a video hype package of Edge winning the Rumble uh, and talking about who he will face for Mania. We then get Michael Cole in the ring um, and he introduces Daniel Bryan. He goes on to give a long and passionate speech about him partly not being asked if he even wanted to be in the tag match that we did and didn't get announced last week uh say that he knew nothing about it they show a video package of the elimination chamber goes on to say he felt like he was a failure in that talks about himself not having a lot of ambition uh why he wants his title shot so much and about his upcoming match against jay who say later in the night uh and the possibility of facing uh, facing reigns at fast lane if he wins right michael cool his phrase is, you could have been in a tag team match with Edge, so why turn your attention to Reigns in the Universal Tale? Why not? I mean... Why ask stupid why questions, not? Michael? Why not? <laughs> why, why would I want... <laughs> yeah, that's... You had... That, fucking hell. Come on. Stupid, stupid questions. <laughs> I could come up with loads of analogies for that. I don't need to. We all know it's a stupid fucking um, question. <laughs> but Brian, Brian also calls Edge versus Roman the Attitude Era versus the Thunderdome. Piss off. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> Fucking hell, Maggle. No, Daniel Bryan calls it that. Not Maggle. Piss off, Daniel. Both <laughs> piss off. <laughs> Asking silly questions and giving silly answers. <laughs> Nonsense. So Reigns, Jay, and Heyman then interrupt Brian as he uh, and come down to the ring. Reigns says that he was confused by what Brian said. Uh, said that he's an underdog and he's our little guy. He said you're a lotto winner. Um, says he's not ambitious and he says men like me and there are not many 
are ambitious. Uh, he doesn't see the uh, Brian's drive to be a winner. Um, he says that he does it because he loves it. He doesn't need it, but everyone needs him. SmackDown needs him. Paul, Jay, the cameraman, the crew, everyone needs Roman. Um, just as uh, Brian's about to retort, uh, Jay grabs the mic off him, says, stop looking at the title. This is as close as you're going to get. Then tries to take a cheap shot at Brian like he did last week. Um, but Brian scouts it, launches him out of the ring. And then there's just a stare down between Reigns and Brian. We then move on to our first match of the night, which I thought initially was a tag match. And then I was like, we had this last week. Why are we getting it again? So we get the Street Profits coming out. That Sami Zayn comes out. We're expecting a tag match, but Corbin comes out and says that he hates Sami and refuses to ever be his tag partner again. I mean, Troy, you say that like they don't do that often. We had a women's tag team match at the last pay-per-view that yeah. we're getting again. I know. More on that <laughs> later. <laughs> Infuriating. Um, I, that, that really shitty... <laughs> We want the smoke. We want the smoke chant that no one has ever done. No one's ever said that. that that's two, like, chants I've made up now. E-S-T. Drew. Drew. Yeah. Just yeah. them. <laughs> no one would say that if anyone was in there, so don't pretend like they would when there isn't anyone in there. Boils my piss. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cool. They're writing your own narrative. <laughs> you write writing your own narrative. Have a word of EC3. Anyway. So Corbin issues a challenge for a singles match and Montez Falls accepts. Dawkins also says, okay, cool. That means I'll have a match with Sammy. So we get the first of those two matches, um, both very, very quick matches. And in my opinion, didn't really serve much of a purpose. Um, what we got from them last week, I thought was fine, but these two didn't really need to happen. Yes, Aaron. Uh, just Michael Cole before the match actually starts. So apparently, if most competitors in the party agree, you can change the stipulation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing, apparently. It's a thing. It's, a, it's an actual rule. Michael Cole actually states it. It's a rule. So, Cheers, Michael. Thanks for... So, <laughs> <laughs> like, just if you didn't know... Uh, I did, who, who knew you could just change the schedule of the on show? On the fly, just, on the fly. Despite if, it being... If you all agree... If you all agree on that, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Nonsense. Anyway, speaking of nonsense, <laughs> here's these two really short shit matches. So we get Ford versus Corbin first. Uh, Ford uses his speed to take control from the early going, hits a nice drop kick. Corbin downs him with a spine buster. Uh, he then continues his assault on Ford, who manages some sort of fight back, uh, locks in a sleeper hold, then hits another drop kick and a splash into the corner. Ford then counters uh, a pop-up attempt from Corbin, uh, and look to be turning things around uh, by hitting a standing moonsault for a near fall, but a distraction from the outside by Sammy allowed Corbin to hit the end of days for a very quick win. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, well, well, you're missing a vital part in that. Because Am Cole, I? Cole, Cole states at the end of that match, Sammy Zayn handing Corbin the win, right? If you watch that, the distraction happens, and then Ford gets a kick on Corbin who then hits the end of days. So yeah. that that distraction technically did fuck off. Fuck all, because he managed to hit him after it. <laughs> he managed to hit him afterwards. <laughs> so as Corbin is about to leave, Sammy's like, you know, I've just helped you. Like, I've just done you a favour there. Stay by here. Like, stay about for my match. Um, as he's arguing with him, Dawkins knocks Sammy into Corbin. Corbin leaves the arena, leaves Sammy to fight on his own. After the ad break, um, 
Dawkins is in control. Hits a great drop kick uh, right in the mush of Sammy. Uh, things spill onto the outside of the ring where Sammy manages to gain the upper hand. Uh, bounces Dawkins off the barricade. Back in the ring, gets a near fall. Continues to control the match. Um, chokes Dawkins on the middle rope while taunting Ford. Um, Sammy at one point pins Dawkins and tells the referee that he needs a metronome to count, which made me chuckle. Uh, Dawkins then back into the match for a little bit, manages to fire up the clothesline, uh, a corkscrew back elbow and a bulldog. Dawkins then hits what I think they're calling now the silencer, which is that swinging net breaker for a two count. Sammy dodges the corner splash uh, and hits an exploder onto Dawkins, but he's distracted by Ford on the outside who starts messing about with the camera crew, which allows Dawkins to roll him up for the win. Uh, another quick match, much like the first one, uh, didn't serve as much, but we do get afterwards Sami Zayn attacking his own crew because he thinks that one of them's working for the company, uh, which is quite amusing. Um, who are you? Who are you? Who are you working it, for? It, it's just me, Steve. I've had a haircut and put a hat on. <laughs> Who's he? He's new. He wasn't here last week. <laughs> uh, after this, we just get a quick backstation with uh, Reginald and Carmella. Um, she just calls him out in his BS and fires him on the spot. Nothing really more to that. Uh, Corey Graves at the end of it. Poor Reginald. I hope there's a vacancy at the airport. (laughs) Why would there be? Come on, Corey. (laughs) What's he going to do at an airport? Work beyond the bar. Like He's he's bigger than that. He's better than that. Go back to the circus. He's good at that shit. What are they called? What are they called? VIP bars. Is it VIP bars? Where only... Yeah, where you're only allowed to be... The Emirates Sky Lounge. That's the one. Sky. Are, they are they still a thing? I don't know. I've been to the airport thing? for about a year. None of us have. I I remember them. A, Aaron, last time I was in an airport is with you, mate. <laughs> it's when we went to the Rumble. I don't know if we ever mentioned that we went to the Rumble last no, year. But we did. No, no, no. Have you? <laughs> yeah, mate. Have, no, have you been to me. any big have you been to any big pay-per-views, mate? No. 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 <laughs> No. <laughs> it's a shame. I hear WrestleMania 30 was decent. Yeah, that was good. Good. So next up, we get Dominic Mysterio. I sat next to him. He was annoying, but it was good. <laughs> we get Dominic Mysterio versus Chad Gable. Um, not a bad match. Uh, over fairly quickly, um, but really displayed a lot of Gable's um, technical ability, which was cool. A, cu- a couple of things that get said by Michael Cole before the match actually starts. Mm-hmm. Um, Rey Mysterio with his son Dom. No, it's Dom with Rey Mysterio. <laughs> it's Dom that's got the match. It's Dom that's got the match, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come on. It's Dom's music playing. <laughs> They're not interchangeable. They're very different. One's, one's over um, six foot for also- a start. And then... When Chad Gable comes out, right, Michael Cole goes, how impressive has Otis and company been? One, he's called Chad Gable. Otis and company. What is this, a sitcom? (laughs) Otis and company. Some fucking respect on Chad Gable. (laughs) Fucking former Olympian. (laughs) (laughs) One, right, it's Chad Gable's music. It's him that comes out. It's him that's in the match. Two, it's not Otis and Company, it's American Alpha. Just call him American Alpha. Three, yeah. Gable is quicker to say than Company. <laughs> Three valid points. Take notes, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, 
yeah, the match itself uh, gave all displays some really good technical ability from the off with uh, a few quick takedowns. Um, loads of kind of really technical mat wrestling um, and grabs and holds. Dom sends him through the ropes um, and then takes him down with an arm drag uh, back in the ring. Uh, Gable shows a lot more of his technical skills, kind of running rings around him, basically. Uh, gets Dom down with a spinning uh, drop toe hold and begins focusing on the leg. Dom yeah. then fights up, uh, fights up, fights back rather with a step up in Seguri. Uh, follows. Corey Graves well line when uh, Chad was in the upper hand. Um, I heard Gable's that talented that he can dribble a bowling ball. What? Yeah, I, I was scratching my head over that one. <laughs> Sorry, Fucking go on. hell. Like, no, he Graves... can't. No one can. It's impossible. <laughs> what? Next, you'll be telling me he can staple water to a tree. Fuck off, Corey. <laughs> it's bollocks. It's just coming out with nonsense. No he gobshite, but... Corey Graves. Like, you, you can tell with my notes where the concentration has been and just calling Graves an mean, absolute shite calling them out on their I mean, it, it's, it's good of Corey Graves to lie on Smackdown you know seeing as he did it to his wife as well Boy. more on that later more on that later <laughs> oh dear oh dear so yeah Dom fights back with a step, step up in Seguri um, then follows that up with the Hurricanrana from the middle rope. He sends Gable to the second turnbuckle uh, with that wheelbarrow kind of spinning thing he does. I still don't know what the name for it is, but that's what I'm calling it. So that's what it's known as. Body um, scissors. Body scissors. That's it. Mm. I'll, I'll make sure I know that now for next time. Uh, Gable then counters. Not like you told you last week, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> I tell you a lot of things, mate. And here we are. <laughs> Gable counters a tornado DDT uh, and then hits a really awesome. I think it was like a, was it a tiger suplex, like the yeah. locks in both the arms. Well, yeah, what's this? A tiger well, suplex? You don't they see call it. it a... What? Well, they call it a chicken wing German to begin with, and then Corey Graves cracks him and calls him a tiger suplex. Dickhead. <laughs> Fucking hell, Corey. I should have just muted this episode. They're just chatting pish the whole time. Don't even know your moves. Come on. Um, Gable goes up top for a moonsault, um, but rolls through and lands on his feet. Don was then able to use a nice pinning combination to score the win. Um, after the match, Ray hits Otis uh, with a seated senton and then headbutts the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely out. <laughs> it's like, you know... <laughs> you get those videos of like someone recording their dog and then their dog just leaps up and just nuts the camera. <laughs> Ray, Ray's getting out of submission for you've been framed. <laughs> 250 pound in the post to you, Ronald Mysterious. <laughs> get a nice um, new master. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't too bad a match, um, but I'm I'm not getting tired of seeing it. I just wish they'd use Ray and Dom in better capacity. Like Ray doesn't have to come out all the time with Dom. Dom's more than capable of having a good match on his own or without any of his stories being linked to his dad. He should like, I think we were saying, was it on the, the open mic session thing the other week about just having Dom put Dom in like the, the cruiserweight program and just mm -hmm. have him just lead that and, and build it around him. But having it just this back and forth. So I don't know. 
I think eventually... How much does Rewe nowadays? Well, he's definitely still a cruiserweight, isn't he? <laughs> it's just a general question. How much does he weigh? I don't know. Should shove him in there, Tim? You're the, you're like, the stat, man, mate. Well, I don't know, 180, 185, maybe? You, do, you, do you need me to tell you how to do a Google, mate? Well, he, he, bulk, he bulked up, didn't he? Right next to the base. Right next to the with your emails on. <laughs> next to the volume button. I don't, he's still not pushing 200 pounds, surely. You have a look at that. I'll crack on. Anyway, uh, hey, we uh, get a backstage interview with Seth. Um, just says Cesaro is afraid to embrace the vision. Murphy then approaches, offers to help him with the Cesaro situation. Rollins tells him to do one. That's pretty much it. Not more to it. Why, why Although it? Seth Sue. Pretty much. Seth Sue. Why would Murphy offer to help Rollins? Was the question. Why? Uh, because they've yeah. run out of things for him to do. The Aaliyah storyline well, is dried up. Yeah, yeah, but they were fucking feuding. I did enough of banging Alia. <laughs> he's he's run out of discount vouchers for Tony Macaroni's. Yeah. Like this weight must be for like two thousand and two or something. <laughs> Why? What he's is not it? that fucking little anymore. It says one hundred and seventy-five pounds. Oh, I could believe that. There's n- I could believe that. Uh, what now? Uh, yeah. maybe a little bit more. He's definitely knocked Ooh, a few pounds. Mate. He definitely knocked a few pounds off when he headbutted the camera. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after after this, um, we get Shayna Baszler uh, versus Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks comes out to watch the match too. Uh, the match starts out with a good trade of counters. Both women struggle to get, take control. Um, Cole mentioned, and I know you said this the other day, Jay, where they're, they're doing a good job of mentioning NXT an awful lot at the moment when it comes to the Shayna and Nia thing. So Cole mentions about uh, Shayna Baszler's NXT championship reign and how Belair was one of her challengers, but saying that they're two very different athletes now. That, um, the finish for that match is amazing as well. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Speak, speak it, speaking of things that are very different, right? Bianca Belair, when she comes out, Kenna, she's got her roughest, toughest, fastest, quickest, strongest. Right? What's right. the difference between quickest and fastest? Because she's not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 you, did you not see her doing the fucking hurdles, mate? Rapping. Ah, they were a little hurdles, though. Doesn't uh, matter, mate. She had, still no, taking no, twice no, the amount of time to get over them. When she was racing Pineapple Beast in the vineyard. Ah, Pineapple Beast slowed down for her. <laughs> well, mate, it's, it's not like um, in wrestling you're meant to like suspend your disbelief or anything, is it? Also, obviously, we spoke about it quickly earlier the shitty EST chant that is now a thing. Nonsense. This yeah, I hate made, that. This, Get it in this the made up chant. I couldn't even understand what it was the first time I listened to it. I had to rewind it. It's just drivel, isn't it? It was just so echoey and horrible. Pia pish. <laughs> so yeah, Cole mentions about <laughs> mentions about their um their NXT championship feud and also about the tag team match too. Um but back to the match, Belair uh looked like she was gaining some control, but Shayna goes after Belair's arm um early on to start softening her up and kind of take away from her power game. Baser then kicks her arm um as she's kind of up on the rope uh, on the turnbuckle, kicks her arm away. <laughs> Yeah, it made a hell of a noise. Didn't need to slap her fucking thigh for that, did she? Eh? Nah. Shane <laughs> just volleys people these days. It's great. <laughs> uh, she then follows up with a running knee 
definitely sure she slapped her thigh on that one. Um, <laughs> Shayna then continues the offense on the arm uh, and all that joint manipulation stuff that she does. She goes for a double wrist lock, uh, but Belair manages to counter that into a power slam. She then fires up and builds some momentum, hits a suplex and back body drop. She then locks in the double chicken wing, uh, but Baszler manages to work her way out and send her through the ropes. On the outside, um, Belair then shoves Reginald to the ground, who falls at the feet of Nia Jax. Um, Reggie then sort of stumbles back towards Sasha, and Nia tries to run him over. He moves out of the way. She knocks down Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks. Back in the ring, uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Baszler goes for the Kira through the clutch. Belair counters, gets her up for the KOD for the win. Uh, Basil then slaps Reginald after the match and told him to stay out of her business. Yeah, Banks slaps Reginald, not Basil. Oh, sorry, my bad, Just... Banks. Yeah. Why? I've got a um, question about this. So, why did Naya look so surprised when she like ran Sasha over? Because like, she didn't know she was stood behind Sasha. her. Like, no, but like she closed her eyes and looked the Fucking gonna be wrestling in a couple of weeks of fast lane. She's like, oh god, what have I done? It's like, come on, dickhead. Come on, Dad. Um, so, throughout, throughout this match, obviously we got the whole airport line from Graves, right? Right. We, we also got from Graves. We also got from Graves after this. Someone get Reginald on LinkedIn or something from Corey Graves. And then also, when your personal life costs you your job, you got to find a new love interest. Christ. That almost cost you your job, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Some fucking management, uh, and also at the very end, when Bang slaps Reginald, uh, Graves goes, I think Reginald should have a go at Tinder. Wow, you didn't have a go at Tinder, though, did you? You skipped that, really? and you just went straight for nope. someone you work with, <laughs> yeah, just, fucking, just skulking around backstage, waiting for someone to talk to you <laughs> like a dirty <laughs> little scumbag. rat. No one's scumbag, Corey Graves. <laughs> Anyway, moving right, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've you've popped him. <laughs> I didn't uh, pop the boys. <laughs> Backstage uh, in Roman's office with Jay, Roman tells him that if he wins a championship, uh, it's safe, um, and as long as he wins, it's fine. But if he loses, then he embarrasses him, and he embarrasses the family, and he doesn't want to do that. We then go to our next match, uh, which. Seemingly came out of nowhere. Cesaro versus Murphy. Suddenly Murphy's back on our TV, which is good, but oh, there was kind of zero that. build to this. It was just really odd. Uh, Alia got sick of going to Tony Macaroni's and Nobu, Nobu and, and shit. Wagamamas and Wagamamas and Mackey D's and the Corsa. Uh, <laughs> Corsa. <laughs> Uh, uh, Murphy noted, uh, sorry, not noted. I noted rather that Murphy's got his old, old shorts back, so that's nice, very good. Um, Seth then comes down to ringside to watch the match. Speaking of the match itself, uh, Cesaro immediately takes down Murphy with a waist lock as soon as the bell rings. He then catches Murphy midair and hits a backbreaker for a two count. Murphy knocks Cesaro to the outside of the ring and delivers a huge dive to take him down. Um, um at this point on commentary, Seth doesn't really talk about that. And him and Graves decide that they're going to wear matching suits next week. That's not going to happen, is it? Uh, I've, I've written it oh. down so I better have. <laughs> he oh. said it. <laughs> he said, I've got a suit just like that, uh, just like that at home. It's in blue. 
But it's not just like that then, is it? Because Seth's his pinky <laughs> dickhead. Fucking hell, mate. Are you colourblind? Oh. <laughs> uh, Murphy oh. then hits uh, Meteor and knees on the top rope for another near fall. And Murphy off the top rope is then caught by an uppercut from Cesaro, which gives him a moment to regroup. He then bounces Cesaro off opposite turnbuckles, hits several forearms and then a big boot, which leads us into the finish where Cesaro gets Murphy up for the swing um, before locking him in the sharpshooter and gets himself a submission victory. Although Cole calls it early before Murphy taps. Saying that, I then watched it back and I thought he'd tapped before it was announced anyway. So I don't think Cole was wrong in saying that, but Corey picks him up. Corey's very quick to pick him up on it. Seth Seth was just like... Oh, you're a fortune teller, Michael. <laughs> uh, after the match, we go backstage. Um, Reggie knocks on Sasha's door. She's having none of it, tells him to do one. Uh, Nia and Shayna then approach him. Now, apparently, Nia Jax fancies him. What's going on? <laughs> it's fucking Good job he's at some LA because Nia was getting thirsty here. <laughs> 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 Almost just ripped me fucking headphone cable out doing that. <laughs> Christ. Uh, Baszler just basically says, "Are you? Is it Baszler that says it? Are you thirsty for a fight?" I think so. Something like, something yeah. like that. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, pal, cool, 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 cool. After the break, we then get a recap of Biggie and Apollo's rivalry. Uh, Cruz and the writers must have listened to me last week because Cruz comes out full Wakanda, new music, foot soldiers, and a fucking spear. And I was like, sweet. Like, they're going all in with him. This is pretty cool. I quite like this. And then he opens his mouth. Why the fuck have you now got an accent? <laughs> nope. This is so, so weird. The thing is, as soon as he talks, right, all you hear is a little snigger by one of the commentators. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even I, they're laughing at us. You, you know, you know, for a fact that was Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My my only comments in this are why have you now got an accent? Oh fuck me, this is fucking weird. Uh it cuts a promo just giving a bit more of his backstory, talks about his ancestors and his roots, but I just I couldn't get past the accent. He was like, really? This is so yeah. this is how I normally talk. No, it's not. It's not how you talk. It isn't. It is. You're struggling to keep it as well. It it was terrible. It was bordering on offensive. (laughs) At least they fucking... At at least they're like, if they're going to do that, have them fucking do it from day one. Exactly. Don't don't fucking... Don't fucking try and convince... Like, do a reverse Kofi Kingston and try and convince us he's got this accent when he hasn't. Like, hang on. What happened to your accent? <laughs> Fucking hell. That um, isn't how you talk. Stop it, it. Right, I've got two things on this. Right, One, he couldn't keep the accent. He kept going in and out of it, which was just hilarious to watch. Oh. Um, two, two, when he talks about run, walking to school and using a lion as transport and... No, all you that, didn't. Like, what? Where, is he George of the Jungle? Wait. <laughs> Are you Mowgli? I mean... Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, fuck I mean, Apollo, Apollo Crews, sure the lion whisperer. <laughs> this is pish. It's really... Yeah. Oh, it's disappointing because I was, I was saying the other week, I was like, how happy I was that they were giving him a bit of a dimension to his character. The, 
the presentation is is good. It's just yeah. the the last fucking bit is that accent. Like it's just silly. Yeah. See, see, see if I met a kid right, and he's he came up to school like on a lion and just parked it in the bike. Parked shed. it. <laughs> <laughs> just tied it to the bike rack. <laughs> oh my god! It oh, it's really it's it's disappointing because there's no coming back from this now, is there? There's no coming back from this. If if in a year or so's time they go, oh fuck it, the Apollo thing's not working, and he comes back out and he just starts talking normally again, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" It's pish. So. It, yeah, it's, I, I what's interesting as well is that's for sure. No, <laughs> obviously not, mate. Because <laughs> he's got a fucking lion. Um, the bait shed. Just you watch. <laughs> Next week, he's coming on the back of a. He's gonna get Scott Steiner's fucking lion, tiger, whatever it is, and he's coming down on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> Pish. Imagine. Oh, yeah, I feel it, awful it, slate in it, it, but. Yeah, like it's it's um it's weird because like that's the gimmick he, he did on the Indies apparently. Was it? Uh, when he was called Yuha Nation. Um That's his name, isn't it? His surname's Yuha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so that that was the gimmick that got him signed. But obviously now they're um now they're finally doing it after having him just speaking his normal voice for like Fuck me. <laughs> if if you're signing a guy off the back of that gimmick and that's what that's what was the fucking the hook, the bait. Stick with it. Don't forget about it for four or five years and go. Oh, hang on. Do you remember that thing you used to do? Let's let's do that. No, you sound like a dickhead now. The the first thing that comes up is people also ask when you type in Apollo Cruz, is Apollo Cruz related to Terry Cruz? Fuck off. <laughs> of course. Oh my life. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna move on because <laughs> Jesus. Uh, backstage, we get Natalia and Tamina complaining that they aren't in a tag match at Fastlane. Uh, Sonia says that. Well, it's Pierce and Sonia together. Um, Pierce is just like, "Well, sorry, it's it's been made." Walks off, and then I think he said it. I don't know if it was my audio cutting in and out when I was listening to it, but it sounded like Sonia said, "I'd have made a different choice." Is that what she said? Yeah, she said, "I, I would pick you." Yeah. Okay. I I have one note in this shitey segment. Go on. Right. Why the fuck is Tamina put pink through her hair when Natalia's not even wearing pink? Nah, just oh. back off. Ba- leave, back off. Leave the it's... pink off. <laughs> maybe 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 she just wanted to fucking dye her hair pink. I don't know, mate. It's Tamina. Twitter, ask her, mate. Oh, well, ask Tamina, her. ask her. What are you playing at? <laughs> Come on, hen. Be it, be in the, playing second fiddle to Jobber and Natalia. What are you doing? Who's probably 50p in the stuffy? We stay backstage uh, as we see Jey Uso about to be interviewed, but before he can really say anything, uh, Brian gets one back on him and blindsides him, uh, just twats him down onto the floor, and then does one before the start of their match. Uh, but before we get to their match, we stay backstage with Bailey, who's hosting uh, a quick short of Ding Dong Hello um, in that like kind of mock makeshift ring that they've got. 
um, and introduces a section of her show called Sweet Tweets, which apparently is a play on something called Meme Tweets. I don't know. Which I've they've never heard of it. Blatantly just like pulled off the fucking Supernova sessions from this week. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've written like hundred percent. I've written exactly that in my notes as well. So she gets a load of tweets that have been sent in. She reads a couple, they make a laugh. She gets one that doesn't. She scrunches it up, walks off and goes through the door. And I've just put, it's exactly like the Supernova Sessions from NXU UK. If you want to see something like that, watch NXU UK. It was far better and far funnier. Yeah. Uh, then we get a short video package um, for, uh, about the, the, the hype between uh, Brian and Jay leading into this match. And then for some reason... Corey Graves is giving the steel cage a special introduction. I'm not entirely sure why right. this was needed. It was like we were seeing the steel cage match for the first time ever. Elimination chamber. Yeah. Also, during his during his presentation, um, the well, the cameraman's absolutely shitting himself at the top here because he's hung onto the camera. And I don't else. understand what. Oh, we've got a cameraman up there to capture the aerial view. Why? I can see the drones flying around the arena. Let them capture it. It's safer. Yeah. Um, also, he goes, that's the first time I've stood in a steel cage like that. Well, that's wrong because, one, who else um, stands in a cage? Like, how else do you stand in a cage? What do you mean, how else? Well, because he goes, that's the first time I've stood in a steel cage like that. How else do you stand in a how cage? Else? Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he might have been the headstand anyway. last time. <laughs> Anyway, on the 8th of May in 2006, he was in a War Games match for IWC, which I included knew a bit. Look up this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm what? so glad you did. <laughs> I'm going to counter that point. So he's wrong. I'm, I'm going to counter that point because hang you said a cage on. like that. Who was, who was in oh, the match? It's oh, not the same. It's just an elongated cage. So <laughs> it's a bigger cage, it's a different kind of cage. Aye, it's an elongated cage. It's not the same Different shape. kind of cage? Aye, aye. <laughs> Whatever. Is, is it, Jay, Jay. Is, is the cage the same dimensions as that cage? It's a different time. Different time. Come on, Alan. Play the game, mate. <laughs> who was, on, who mate. was in that match? Before we get to this match, who was in that match, you were going to say? Um, a, a bunch of random names, but on oh. the opposite team of them, there was the Monster Abyss. Oh, okay. And where was that? Sorry, what organization or promotion? IWC. Okay, all right, sweet. Cheers, mate. Well, I think so. Oh, okay, okay. So, the match itself, the main event of the evening Daniel Bryan versus main event Jey Uso inside a steel cage. Uh, before the match, Roman Reigns comes down with Heyman and watches the match from the entrance ramp. Uh, so yeah, kick things off. Uso um, quickly gained control, uses the cage wall to his advantage, um, just starts smashing Brian's head against it. Um, Roman steps up to the front of the cage, Jay's telling him to acknowledge Roman, who's just stood glaring at him as he's doing it, which I thought was quite a cool visual. Um, Roman just tells him to keep going, like keep wailing on and keep doing what you're doing. Jay makes an early attempt to try and escape through the door. Brian manages to stop him. Jay then scales the top of the cage. Brian stops him again. They exchange a series of blows up there. Brian gets hung up uh, on the top rope um, and Jay follows up with an uppercut. Brian then bounces Jay's head off the corner post, follows up with a missile drop kick. Um, he then kicks out Jay's arm as he's reaching for the door, rams Jay into the cage uh, and just kept working on his arm to soften him up for the yes lock. Um, 
Jay then stops Brian from climbing out of the cage, hangs him up in a tree of woe on the corner, and then focuses on Brian's injured knee, which they've spoken about and played into for the last few weeks. Both men then head to the top of the cage. Jay hits a huge Simone drop from the uh, Simone drop from the top rope, which looks awesome. Um, after the break, both men are on top of the cage again. Brian pulls Jay down towards the ring, hits a series of kicks while they're stood on the top rope. Jay then hits a super kick and a huge splash off the rope, uh, which again looked really, really cool. There's some really nice little spots in this. Um, and the cage always kind of adds that extra dynamic to the, to the visual element of these things. Um, gets a two count off the splash off the rope. Jay then goes for the cage door again. Uh, Brian grabs his leg. Uh, then they exchange several kicks uh, and both men are down on the ground. They then trade some heavy strikes and Brian out, Brian's elbows that he's, he's laying into Jay's head looked like he'd actually just kind of knocked him out. I thought they were going to call it there, like they did with uh, Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK, where his submission is just basically to elbow them in the head until they're not conscious anymore. Um, Jay manages to roll over, though, hits a series of his own forearms onto Brian. Uh, Jay then bounces Brian's face off the cage wall and tries to climb out again. Brian manages to meet him at the top, hits a few headbutts. And then Brian looks to want to go over the top himself and escape. Jay pulls him back over. Brian then hits a really good butterfly suplex on the top rope, um, which we see him do quite a bit recently, actually. Um, and then puts him into the yes lock. Jay then tries to grab the rope, but then I forgot about this as well, that there is no rope break in a cage match. Um, and so once he realizes that, he eventually forces him to tap, which gives Brian the victory. Um, a really, really fun match. Well, didn't he? He did, yeah. Really fun match. Really, really enjoyed it. You, you see what happens when you don't explain the rules constantly during the match. <laughs> People like me get confused and go, well, why hasn't he broken it? He's grabbing the rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's After more of a surprise ele element. Yeah. <laughs> After the match, as the show closes out, uh, Range just looks both furious and a bit concerned. Uh, as he sits and watches Brian celebrate on top of the cage. Um, that's a really, really fun match. A pretty decent show overall, in my opinion. Um, this Jay, Brian, Roman stuff um, is still really compelling to watch. Still really, really intrigued in it. Um, and it was nice to see them use a cage to give us a match that we'd already seen, but just put a bit of a new spin on it. And it allowed for, you know, if, like I said, that kind of dynamic of moves that normally in ring would look all right, but with the cage as a kind of backdrop and an extra prop um, for them to use, look really, really cool. So yeah, that was smack diddly down. What were our highs and lows? Down. Um, my high was probably the main event. It was, yeah. it was just a really good match. Um, I did really I, enjoy it. Um... Oh, go on. I was just going to say, I think that's probably the high for everyone, to be honest. I'd yeah. probably agree, yeah. Thing, so. yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Did, I did enjoy yeah. being a Murphy back, though. That was quite good. Mm. Uh, Dominic and Gable was fun as well. Like They had, like, decent chemistry. Yeah. Um, which we've already seen, like, about ten fucking times, so that's what we know. Mm -hmm. um, and my low was the Street Profits, uh, Sammy and Corbin and stuff. It just felt a little bit, like, Felt kind of like it had just been like shoved in. No, like they ran out of idea. Like, oh, we just need, we need to get. I, like, they needed to get them on TV, so they just yeah. kind of like shoehorned it into the show. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need to keep well, profits relevant well, uh, as a tag team, so they can eventually get a rematch against uh, Rude and Ziggler. Who weren't even on the show. No. Nah. 
Yeah, so a storyline involve, story involving them and they're not on. I've, I've, That's because he was nah, told he couldn't slap his the, star anymore. I've got the inside scoop for you, Aaron Dolph. <laughs> currently uh, in like the performance center getting trained to not slap his thigh on every fucking movie. Those... <laughs> He's been trained Punch by Adam nice Cole, so he won't learn. <laughs> yeah. What were your... Pierce is just there battering him in the PC. <laughs> What were your, well, we already know your high, Aaron. Uh, what was your low from this week's episode? Uh, I think I think my low is going to have to be like Baszler and Jackson, Belly and Sasha. Okay. Like, I'm sick of it. Since, yeah, since Fastlane or whatever, whenever it started, just before Fast, not Fastlane, Elimination Chamber, um, it, it's been... No escape. Uh, no escape <laughs> in, for German fans. Um I sick of it. We're getting yeah. it again at Fastlane. I don't yeah. know why. When you can have obviously an actual tag team go for the titles, but why would, why would they have actual tag teams go for the titles? <laughs> What's the logic in that, mate? I'm hoping we get something from Kai and Gonzalez before then that's going to change that match. I, I hope they are at Fastlane. Uh, that's what I mean. Hope they interfere at Fastlane. Fastlane. Mm. Easy for me to say, and then we have um, them challenging either a takeover or a uh, mania. Yeah, fingers crossed. We probably won't, but it'd be nice. Um, yeah, I obviously we collectively agree that the uh, the cage match was the highlight. Really, really good, really fun. Um, and my low was going to be profits um, and Sammy and Corbin, but I am sick to the back teeth of this whole women's tag team thing now. Um, and it always seems to be the go-to. It's just, oh, well, these two are facing off against each other in a couple of months' time. How do we keep them kind of both relevant and on TV? Oh, no, we'll, we'll pair them together and kind of pretend they're friends and put them it's against... It's fucking lazy, isn't it? Yeah, really lazy. Tired of it. Sick to the back teeth. Fed up. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we get something that changes that in the coming week or so. Probably not. But, yeah, that was it. That was smack diddly down. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Um, if you want to let us know what you thought, then you can find us on uh, all social media. We are on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We are on Twitter and Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, as a time of recording on a Saturday, we'll be doing a live watch along for AEW Revolution pay-per-view tomorrow evening. So I hope you can join us for that. Uh, and to give a shout out to our sponsors uh, and our associated companies and, and people we like, where can people go for beard stuff, Jay? Batchface.com. Use the code TROYXL85 at checkout for 20% off. You can get beard bombs, beard brushes, um, T-shirts, hats, uh, flip-flops as well. Don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. All kinds of apparel uh, and a portion of the proceeds go towards Tester Heal Cancer Charity. So, very, very full cause indeed. Lovely stuff. What about beer, Aaron? Where can people get some good beer? Um, if you go to Top Rope Brewing, Big Tasty's company, you can get wrestling-themed beer. Um, I've currently got a full keg of their birthday beer. WrestleMania in the fridge waiting for me after this podcast. You started early, are you, boy? <laughs> I'm starting early. Lads, um, lads, lads. lads. <laughs> 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 uh, 
where you can also get, if you're in the Liverpool area, you get local delivery or you can get it just first day delivery, I think it is. Get for, collection as well. Yeah, collection. Yeah. Collection, yeah. yeah. Get everything, mate. Nice. I say that, I don't think he's in the... Well, he's not in the breweries, like he's in the podcast. He's, he's just recorded with us for the news. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you, as always, guys, for checking us out. We really, really appreciate oh. it. Um, join us as we try and build our community on all social media by dropping us a like, a share, and subscribe, and a follow, and whatnot. Uh, and until next time... Give us a follow on Twitch. <laughs> Give us a Bye. follow on Twitch. We're close to affiliate. Don't, Bye. Don't, don't just join any Discord server. Join the Untitled Wrestling Podcast server. <laughs> Have you been waiting to drop that in? That is filthy. Filthy. <laughs> Fucking Marks. Mark, Marks and Spencer's reference there. It's fitting scenes. You're a massive fucking Mark. <laughs> can, can I do my thing now? Oh, go on, if you must. Nope. <laughs> I know what's coming. I don't want to hear it. Kids are crying. Every time Taker moved even a little, Sean could see his muscles ripple tantalizingly under the black singlet. Unfortunately, the dead man was perfectly still at this moment. I'll have to fix that right away, Sean thought with a grin. In one motion, he pulled himself even closer to the undertaker, so close that their bodies were touching. Jesus. And now he let his hands go a little more. <laughs> As hope, Taker squirmed slightly, feeling Sean's body pressed against his. He bit bit his lower lip, trying to become still again and failing as it suddenly became uncomfortable to be lying on his stomach. A soft moan escaped his lips as HBK (laughs) let his fingers dig into the sides. (laughs) Shit, Mark thought, hoping Sean couldn't see the redness of his face. He's doing this on purpose. His suspicions were confirmed when he felt Sean's hard crotch <laughs> firmly against his ass. <laughs> what is this? Fifty Shades of Callaway? <laughs> you must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.